This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We give you all the viral stories that are just about to drop. Just please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please don't let this flop. If you keep scrolling, 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 and you're never gonna stop, then please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please don't let this flop. From stupid songs and dances, all the cultural advances, we will cover them from bottom to the top. Hey everyone, Happy New Year from Don't Let This Flop. I'm Brittany Spanos, and because it's the holidays, my co-host EJ Dixon and I are taking a couple weeks off. However, instead of two weeks without new content, we're doing something different in the interim. This week, we're sharing an interview we did with Charlie Cooper, who hosts the Rolling Stone Twitch channel. In this interview, we discuss our favorite TikTok videos, trends, and sounds that dominated 2021. EJ and I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Don't Let This Flop. Until then, enjoy. Here to chat with us about the best TikTok and social media moments of 2020 is senior writer Brittany Spanos and Rolling Stone culture reporter EJ Dixon. So can you guys kind of chat with me a little bit about um, some moments that particularly stood out to you guys on social media? Was there ever a moment um, in this year that you saw something and you immediately thought to yourself, like, that is going to blow up? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like there's just so much content constantly where I'm yeah. like, this is going to be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's so many songs that broke out. There's you know, both like old and new songs that really broke out from the internet, from TikTok um, in a very rapid way. Like, I feel like there was, you know, there's always kind of a, a different dance trend, usually in pop culture. But I feel like this year has been sort of a, a, a lot of people online at once um, consuming a lot of content constantly. Yeah, it's the tail end of the pandemic. So we're not like all bored in the house and in the house bored like all the time. <laughs> but it's still there's still a lot of like, you know, leftover. Yeah. Leftover yeah. Have. I know TikTok recently just dropped their list of like 2021 huge moments um, highlighting like the moments that were most impactful. They touched on everything from like the music that kind of defined um, our year to like moments like um, animal videos, stuff like that. Um, were there any themes that you guys kind of seen and that impacted the work that you do here? Yeah, I thought that list was a lot of animal videos. Yeah, it was a lot of animal videos. It was a little bit like a throwback to like old school internet. <laughs> I was surprised by how many. Like, I know, because I, like, I feel like I don't get a lot of animal videos on my TikTok for you page, which is very funny. <laughs> but you also love animals, right? I'm like a, I'm like partial to animals. I like them sometimes. Like I like dogs and I like like weird exotic animals. I don't like cat videos. I can't do. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. It's not my thing. Um, but yeah, like there's, so, but I, you know, I don't want a lot of animal videos. So my for you page is like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I get a fair amount. I, I I'm a dog and cat owner, and I get a fair amount of like both yeah. types of videos. But I was, I will say, I was surprised by like just how animal video heavy. Yeah, mm. but people, yeah, people really love animal videos. I feel like I feel like that's a consistent part of the internet, right? I think like, yeah, past that. I don't. I think it's. A, I feel it's like a comfort thing. Exactly, you know? like, like the joy that comes with that. Yeah, and so I feel it's just that's a sort of a security blanket for online users. 
Yeah. 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 I think there's just so much. I feel like everyone downloaded TikTok last year. So many more people downloaded it last year. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're seeing sort of the end product of a a wider variety of content being made where people are more comfortable, like making weird niche stuff and kind of creating content for like whatever audience that appeals to them. I think we're just like, again, like seeing such a rapid fire amount of trends happening every single moment and you know, our, like, even just between me and EJ, like, our pages look so different. I mean, now they're starting to look more similar because (laughs) (laughs) and now we're sending stuff back and forth. But, like, yeah, I think, like, even when we started the podcast, like, everything was just, we had such different, like, for you pages on TikTok, like, such different (laughs) content being brought to us daily. Yeah. How would you guys say that um, things changed for you guys between the time of people being stuck in the house versus right now? Like, what have been the major changes that you guys have noticed? On TikTok, mm-hmm. I would say, and we were talking about this the other day, that it's really gravitated away from dance videos. Like when people mm-hmm. think of TikTok, they primarily think of dances like, you know, the Say So Dance or mm-hmm. the Walk Dance or um, the Renegade. And you saw a lot of that um, during the pandemic um, just because there wasn't, it's just like a very low budget way to go viral. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't need like costumes or like a set. You're just like in the house and mm-hmm. you can learn this dance. And you don't have any distractions. <laughs> and that's, and a lot, there was a lot of content like that that was going viral at the time. And I feel like as more people have downloaded TikTok and as the pandemic has sort of waxed and waned and people are getting out of the house more, um, TikTok has kind of been moving away from that. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of dance videos or yeah. trends going viral anymore. It is really funny to see what types of videos are being made now that people are out of the house. Like, I, I feel like I, I get a lot of um, concert videos, right? Like, I. Mm-hmm you know, cover pop music. So I see a lot of fandom videos of people in the audience at concerts, a lot of Harry Styles content, you know, people (laughs) showing off their outfits, a lot of outfit of the day videos I've been getting. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels very old school in a lot of ways. Like some of it feels like very like early Instagram and like early YouTube and like Vine where it's kind of all coming together at once where I'm seeing like sort of like day in the life videos and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people like restaurant reviews. And that's kind of, it's been interesting to see what people gravitate towards, which feels nostalgic as millennials, but for Gen Z is maybe a different kind of nostalgia where, where they're like, people did this in like 2010. Right. How wacky. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's I know that's a great point. Let's um kind of talk about some of the music that had an impact. If I can go to the next slide. Oh you can <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hint hint. <laughs> So one of the once it comes up, they'll see it. But one of the songs that were super popular was Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License. Obviously, people using that track to tell their own stories. Um, does does it surprise you guys at all that um, she's kind of the big talker of the year as far as like people talking about who has been the breakout star of the year? Do you think that um, social media played a big role in that at all? Oh, yeah. TikTok definitely played a huge mm-hmm. role in it. But it's also I mean, when I think about like her brand and her music and what she represents, it's not super surprising to me that she broke out yeah. the way that she did, because she kind of packages every like she's kind of. She's kind of the amalgam of everything that, like, is super popular now. You know, like, the confessional 
songwriting, you know, mm -hmm. with Taylor Swift and, you know, kind of the throwback to like the early 2000s, like pop punk aesthetic, um, you know, she encapsulates that as well. And that was super big on TikTok this year. Um, so I think it was kind of a perfect storm of like her blowing up on TikTok and also her kind of organically, you know, representing everything that was kind of really big this year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she is Gen Z. She's a teenager and she was using TikTok before and making um, really funny videos. She made a lot of really funny videos like promoting the song very early on. Um, she also had had one previous viral hit on TikTok during 2020. There was a, a ballad that she had written for High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is too much of a mouthful to say that whole name. Um, but the show that she's on, the Disney Plus show, she had like a ballad that went viral from there. Um, and I think that's a good sort of example of how there is an idea that TikTok is just dance videos. Like that's the way that people were introduced to it. But there is like a lot of slower songs and ballads that really take mm -hmm. off. Slow down versions of upbeat songs really take off on there. People are, I think a lot of people being in the house for so long and everything has happened over the last two years. There's just a, a real big audience for sadder songs and sadder music. And I think people just kind of were all going through it at the same time. So, yeah. so of course this song is gonna really appeal to everyone. And the winter, uh, the first like winter of the pandemic, like January and everyone kind of experiencing all those feelings at once. Um, yeah. And so it's a perfect outlet for that. What was the Mountain Goat song that like weirdly went viral about like the brutal divorce? Oh, yes. I hope I never get sober. And I hope when you think of me years down the line, you can't find one good thing to say. And I'd hope that if I found the strength to walk out, you'd stay the hell out of my way. I am drowning. Wait, did I miss that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember the name of it right now because I just saw a bunch of videos with it last night. It's like a brutal um, song. Yeah, and it's a, a lot of people use it to like talk about grief. It's a song about grief, and mm -hmm. so a lot of people have been using it to, um, you know, soundtrack their own sort of experiences with that. And I think there are a lot of ways that people like to connect via um, their via their trauma on mm -hmm. the app. It, it creates these communities for each other where they can experience sort of solidarity with other people in the comments. Um, you know, a lot of times those comment sections are really kind of beautiful and like lovely to see that people are finding each other and like I'm going through the same thing. And even with breakup content, like for sure, people are always just like, oh, I thought that I was the only one that dealt with that. Or like, I can't believe we all had the same ex. Like that's sort of. Yeah, the, that was the appeal of a song like driver's license is like a lot of people were like when I was a teenager, my boyfriend was the same way. Like this brings me yeah. back to like being in the suburbs. And a lot of the teens were like, well, this is my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, totally. Um, the next song that seemed to really catch on quickly was um, Doja Cat's Kiss Me More um, featuring SZA. I feel like there's a huge presence of like female artists and their music really going viral. Is that something you guys kind of um, saw too? Yeah, I mean, I think like they're, you know, I feel like a lot of the women in particular have always been much more attuned to TikTok and like have, you know, I think like Megan was like really great at sort of making dance videos and like being able to like translate that to something that was really viral. And you look at like Doja who is super online and super, um, TikTok friendly and super obsessed with like being a part of this like internet culture. And so I feel like they've 
been a little bit more attuned to, to all that stuff. And SZA is becoming even more um, online by the day. It's very funny. She was like very, I feel like she wasn't very into um, like TikTok and social media beyond like a little bit of like Twitter here and there. Like she would kind of take a lot of social media breaks, but I've seen her very active on TikTok, but it's also because she's had several viral songs this yeah. year, including I Hate You Right Now, which was a SoundCloud song that became so popular on TikTok that now it's an official single, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Who are you going to say? Yeah, the interesting thing about Doja on TikTok, as Brittany was saying, like, she's so online and, like, that's kind of what she's known for. And she's kind of perfectly made for TikTok. And every time, like, I see one of her TikToks go viral and I see the comments, the comments are like, I always forget you're a celebrity. I always forget you're a celebrity. (laughs) And... Like, like, I've seen, like, she had this one video that went viral where she was, like, making fun of, like, this meme of, like, this himbo, like, the gravelly voice oh, yeah. <laughs> like, saying something vaguely misogynistic, and she was just, like, perfectly, you know, like, roasting him. And, yeah, I think she's kind of, like, who the medium was made for, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, I feel like social media kind of feels like the great unifier because we have celebrities who are not only providing the songs for the the trends that are just blowing up or the videos that are blowing up, but they're also partaking in them. Um, I feel like one of those was the Buss It Challenge. And um, we saw like Chloe, I think it was Chloe. Well, there were tons of there was yeah. tons of celebrities who um, took part in that as well. Um, and I feel like that was kind of my first real introduction to Erica Banks. So can you guys kind of talk about um, about that, how it's kind of introducing people, but also unifying people who may feel disconnected from their favorite celebrity? Yeah. I mean, I love challenges like Busset where it's like not necessarily a, like a dance. Like it's just kind of like, here's me like changing into like a sexy outfit, like those are just so fun. So like, yeah. so easy. It's like, so, you know, it's like such a great flex. Like anyone can do it. Um, and I think those are just always like the most fun to me. And um, I feel like for, you know, I think with a lot of celebrities, you know, TikToks that are, that feel inauthentic, inauthentic mm-hmm. get roasted so quickly. Like yeah. they don't feel like <laughs> you're having fun with it and like just kind of like taking the piss out of yourself and like having a good time, then it's just not going to be effective. And people can see straight through that. They can see through people over branding themselves and like, being sort of, you know, again, like this is why like someone like Doja is like so good at it, or like Lil Nas X where they can sometimes do like a high budget thing. They don't want to. They're going to mm-hmm. film it themselves and like make their own wacky videos. Um, and so that one, like a lot of celebrities are able to do that and able to like have fun and kind of like also be a little like thoughty on TikTok with, their, <laughs> with all their fans and not have to do much much other effort other than like their hair and makeup teams that they have <laughs> that everyone else is not using. <laughs> what I appreciate about TikTok, because I feel like 
in my life, I have friends who are like, I don't really use Facebook. Like, that's where my parents are. And then I'm on Instagram. And then this person is on Twitter. Or, like, maybe there's some sort of um, situation where you might be on Twitter and Instagram. But I feel like TikTok is that place where, like, literally everyone is on. Um, Can you guys kind of speak on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's in part because it's extremely, even compared to something like Facebook, like it's extremely user friendly Mm -hmm. in a way that like even boomers can like easily, you know, point and shoot Mm -hmm. and upload a video and like set it to music. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty easy app to use. And I also think that, you know, the for you page, like the algorithm tends to, um, you know, it does prioritize like a lot of the people who get big on the app are, you know, young and thin and conventionally attractive, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there are some people who have really blown up um, because of the randomness of the algorithm Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily fit that mold. Like one of my favorite people on TikTok, she's not like a, she's not like as old as that one, (laughs) but she's, you know, she's an older woman. Um, She's like, you know, 50. Um, Her name is Shoe Lover 99. Okay. And all she does is like find, you know, videos of people on TikTok who are like, have you seen this woman? No, I haven't. Who are like going through it. And um, she just, like, offers affirmations to them. I love that. Yeah, but it's so beautiful. Like, LGBTQ teens who are, Mm -hmm. like, you know, don't think they're attractive or, like, are scared of coming out to their parents. And she just, she calls everybody tater tot. And she, (laughs) and she has this, like, really She sounds perfect. Southern accent. She's the perfect Can we pull her up? Can we find her? She's the perfect human being. And, like, she would not have really, like, TikTok is the perfect medium for her. Because, like, people just find her, like, coming up randomly on their For You page, and she's got, like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers just by being, like, an amazing human being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, certainly Instagram, you know, with its emphasis on, you know, being, like, physically perfect and achieving, you Mm -hmm. know, a perfect aesthetic, like, would not prioritize Mm -hmm. somebody like that. Yeah. Um, And I love how TikTok um, kind of blows people up like that. Yeah, and I feel like TikTok is just so raw. Like, I feel like they show so much love to the rawness, kind of like what you spoke on. Yeah, yeah sure. I feel like it's just people really want that relatability from all of the, like, even, you know, the biggest sort of users from there that have come out of it have, are, are not that beloved by everyone using TikTok constantly, like As and Rays and, like, the D'Amelios and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're, you know, obviously the algorithm, like, favored them in a lot of, capa- in a large capacity, but I feel like the people who have endured on the app and have continued to gain viral fame are creating much different content than them and, like, yeah, there's so many people who are just like funny on there and just yeah. like have continued to make bigger and bigger, you know, like audiences for themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you guys use social media, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or you name it, um, to kind of guide your content um here? Or do you use it to guide your content? Yeah. I mean, I think I kind of I don't know, I feel like I let my for you page do a lot of the kind of guidance for me but also Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who are also using a lot of the same social media as me and so it's kind of a funny combination of everyone's all the all the contents coming towards us and all the algorithm ways that's changing for each of us like it's very funny to see what like videos my friends who don't work in media or like don't work in you know entertainment at all are getting and like what the video like what songs that are blowing up for them on their page Mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't know yeah I mean you're referring to like the podcast like what we decided yeah podcast yeah, I think it's a combination of, um, of you know, things that are sort of generally going viral, like stuff that I might see on a Google alert, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that's like, you know, extremely mainstream. 
and also just shit that we're just like personally interested in. <laughs> you know, like if we, I know the for you page is like really specific and really personalized, but I think we've already like always operated from the assumption that like if we're interested in something and like we care about it, then like other people are probably going to care about it and think it's interesting too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of a combination of both. Gotcha. Is there ever a sense of feeling overwhelmed? Because I feel like there's so much great content out there or content in general. Yeah. There's a lot of bad content. <laughs> That's true. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that it's because there's so many different things happening. Oh, so different trends at once that can happen. Like, it's easy to to miss things or to, like, not, mm-hmm. you know, we're all, like, we're all seeing a different form of the internet. And that's kind of the exciting and weird part about TikTok is, like, we're all kind of getting this very strange and have heavily curated version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, like, you know, what I'm getting is going to be different than what, like, someone who like lives in Arizona and like has like five kids is getting like they're probably you know getting much different content than I am right right awesome um the next song that we have that they pulled as um one of the big big music trends is Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf what you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb you can call that mental free was that one of those songs for you guys or was there a song at all and I feel like this is I can answer my own question, but was there a song on social media that you guys were like, it's trending and maybe I should do something to it, but I'm like over it. (laughs) I feel like I asked that of myself a lot. I was like, should I, is this the day that I like make TikToks? And I have not. No, have you not made made a TikTok at all? Promote the podcast, but like, like yeah, Yeah. I I haven't done it like for my personal. Why not? I don't know. I like the. I just. I just haven't done it. It, Do you feel like there's like a weird pressure with TikTok or? I'm too old. Like, how are you? We just saw that that um, lady doing the busset challenge. (laughs) I don't know. I like. I have friends who are like. How do you, like, all of my friends are, like, who are my age are, like, oh, how do you cover TikTok? Like, we're so old. And I always tell them, like, that's stupid. Like, TikTok is for everybody. But, like, when it comes to actually making TikToks, like, Mm -hmm. I'm too old. Like, I do actually feel... Like, I am too old. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to learn the full dance. Like, I, I've tried to learn a few dances, but it's always, like, when my friends and I are, like, drunk and we're, like, we're going to learn, you know, the say-so dance, and then we fail at it. But, like. And never post it. We learned this thing. Yeah. For the um, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. That's as far as I'm going. Yeah. I, I would do, like, like, I want to do, like, the Wildest Dreams Challenge, where it's, like, I just look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, like, I, like a zoom down. of, like, my face. Like, that sounds great. Um, but at the same time, I was just, that's. So much extra effort when you just keep scrolling <laughs> <laughs> and liking everyone's. <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. Kind of like lurking in the back. By the teens, you know? <laughs> They're mean. Yeah, they can be. They definitely can be. I feel like social media is a great place for music discovery too. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any like standouts in you guys' mind that you can remember where that w- there was a moment where you're like, oh shoot, never heard this song, but it's super dope. Want to add it to my playlist? Oh gosh, I feel like I the one I've been. Really, I was listening to it all day. Is by the singer Gail. It's A B C D E F U. Fuck you, any mom, any sister, any job, any broke ass car. Oh, so good. I love that song. And I mean, it's a song that like it blew up on TikTok, and then now it's like it was just starting to be played on the radio. Like she posted a really good video of her, um, like hearing it on the radio for the first time, like after it's been blowing up for the last like month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, like stuff like that is always really great to see. It's like a a younger artist, a newer artist, kind of having this moment because they've gained this internet fandom. Yeah, through, that through makes me think of TikTok. Pink Panthers. Yes, yeah. yeah. My answer is actually sort of the converse to that, mm. like an old, <laughs> obscure artist like being resurfaced on TikTok. 
and I don't remember the it's it was the um what is the name of the song with the um the Animal Crossing porn? The, <laughs> Sandy Martin. It's got, okay. It's by this artist named Sandy Martin who is like a Croatian artist, yeah. and he had this really really catchy song like it's a bop, and it yeah. was like the soundtrack to this randomly the soundtrack to yeah. this um, Animal Crossing porn that we were talking that went viral on TikTok yeah. that we were talking about on the podcast, and I kind of went deep into his discography as a result of that. Like, he's a pretty good musician. I had that with Rasputin, <laughs> the song that was, like, he was oh big. God. He was talking, like, that, like, disco, like, this, like, deep cut, obscure disco song that I'd never heard of until it blew up on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is really good at like resurfacing old bops. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, one of the ones that we were going to talk about a little later um, was Busta Rhymes. What's, what was that song? Um, it was super popular in the oh, past. Yeah. Touch it. Yes, yeah. touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that blew up that too. Blew up, yeah. Like what? I feel <laughs> I like mean, even like in the Erica Banks song, like it's like hot in here. Is right. <laughs> exactly. It. It's so funny how like we the weird old songs, especially the weird sounds that get picked out. Like mm-hmm. I've it's just been so funny to hear like it's just like the feedback from smells like teen spirit has yeah. gone really viral and it's yeah. just so funny to me that that of all the things is like this weird like last few seconds of feedback is all over TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder if some of these um, younger kids think that it's like new songs. Like, I wonder if they think that yeah. this is new, because obviously these are things we heard growing up and it's like, this is none of this is new. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of it is, but there's a lot of it that absolutely is not. Yeah. So. All right. The next one is Twin Twinum by Koi Love that song. Yeah. Me too. It like lives rent free in my head. Killing them, no, no friends. Just me and my twin in them. Yeah, my twin in them. Do you guys feel like um, TikTok makes it super easy to, I guess, participate in the trends? Because I feel like something like this is just so effortless. Or for someone like you who's kind of like, eh, I don't want to learn, which is understandable. I feel like that was me for the longest time. Yeah. Um, but there are songs like this that went viral and made it very clear that like it takes very little for you to do anything. So like all are welcome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like with a song like this and also with like Doja Cat and Saweetie doing Best Friend, mm-hmm. like all you really need is like a friend. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to like participate in that trend. It's super, super easy. Yeah. And it's The app does make it quite easy to like actually edit it because they have all the tools within the app to do mm-hmm. it. So it's not like you need oh, to have a facility with creating videos or like right. have this, you know, insane knowledge of like how to work your phone like all you have to do is just open the app and mm-hmm. you can film from there and you can edit in there and that makes it just so much easier for a lot of people yeah yeah all right should we go on to the next one <laughs> you can probably tell what it is <laughs> even without the song um corvette corvette w- were you guys not tempted to get involved in this one i low-key was like <laughs> A favorite of mine in any TikTok choreography. <laughs> Do you think the rise of like doing things with your family, your little ones, all that stuff, um, was born out of the pandemic or not necessarily? I feel like I see these all the time, and it's you know when during the pandemic everyone was stuck in the house together, yeah. but like. That's not necessarily the case, but it almost feels now, but it almost feels like um, it's stuck around. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always been a little bit mildly popular, right? I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like there's been more trends to do with it. Um, 
But, you know, there's, of course, like, people who have, like, family Instagram accounts and, mm-hmm. like, YouTubes and, like, you know, they just, like, have these ways of sort of, pr- like, producing content with their families. But I feel like this gives, like, more sort of, you don't have to commit to being, like, a YouTube family, mm-hmm. you know? You can just yeah. sort of, like, create, like, fun videos with, like, your mom or your dad or, like, your <laughs> s- siblings and just do, like, wacky stuff with them constantly. Um, For sure. And be able to, like, kind of just put this together really quickly. But I feel like content's always really taken off. It's, like, people people love to see that sort of, like, family bonding. They love seeing parents doing weird things. Like, mm-hmm. there's this girl that makes um, crochet clothing that she always, oh. like, puts her parents in, like, crochet bras. So it's, like, her mom and oh, her I dad, love like, that. wearing these crochet bras and they're doing like dance videos together and it's always really funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think TikTok and the pandemic actually, it's less the kids that have taken off and more the parents. Mm-hmm. Like all the kid, all the like teen creators are like showing off their parents. Yeah. Like I think the ultimate example of that is, I don't know if this was like 2020 or 2021, but that video of all the moms. Yes. Like the college girl moms, like lip syncing to um, Ali and AJ's yes. breakup song. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people are duetting it and they're like, here's like how their son will come out to them or something. Or like, here's yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> And those moms became, like, huge celebrities in their own right for, like, months. Yeah. Even with the crochet family, like, the dad is the most popular one because he's, like, very committed to all the dances and, like, to all the crochet outfits. So it's... I love that. That's a breakout star from the TikTok videos. Is she throwing him in bras or does he have, like... Yeah, he's wearing crochet, like, bikini top, (laughs) bra, whatever it is, and, like, he's he's into it. So, like, her mom loves it, like, and they do all these dances and they're very committed. So it's very funny. <laughs> I love that. So on this um, list, they talked about Taylor Swift joining in August um, and no longer posting just cat videos, but instead using the platform <laughs> to introduce us um, to her music. Can you guys kind of talk about that um, when you guys first saw her on the platform? Um, what were your initial thoughts? Because obviously she's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, she's always been like very... She likes to communicate with her fans pretty much exclusively through social media. So, like, for the longest time, it was Tumblr, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she was, like, she still is the last, like, famous person holdout (laughs) on Tumblr where she still uses it to communicate with people and through Twitter and Instagram and all that. But, like, of course, there's still, there's only so much you can do with both of those. And I feel like with TikTok, she's not only used it to promote her her versions of her, like, her re-releases that she's doing right now, but also to like interact with people who are creating content around it. Like people get really freaked out when she comments on their videos and Mm -hmm. she's, you know, in, she's like literally in the comments constantly, like communicating with her fans, but it's been a good way to sort of preview songs. Like with Fearless, she had um, Conan Gray and Olivia Rodrigo, who are two really young, you know, super fans of hers do like a a video dancing to love story, Taylor's version. And, um, you know, doing behind the scenes footage from like, record doing like all of the the weird trends like back like behind the scenes with like selena gomez and like lively while she's filming her music videos and um bringing her like famous friends into it so yeah i think you know she's not she's trying to do like the more authentic version of it to, to as much as taylor swift can do that for sure yeah yeah another trend um that we saw this year oh it's going the wrong way, but it's all good. We make it work. Um, was black creators on strike. So I don't know if you guys remember. You probably do. But um, when Thought Shit came out um, and black creators were like, we're not creating a dance for this. We're going to wait and see what happens almost as a way to protest. Um, and it really just created a conversation about um, compensation and credit. Like who is getting the credit? Because there have been instances on um, social media in general where um, black creators have created a dance or something trendy and a white creator um, 
got the credit for it yeah. or were rewarded monetarily for it. Um, one, the, one of them that I remember was like Renegade in that situation. I remember that happening. Um, can you guys kind of um, speak on that? Like, were you guys surprised when that happened? Um, do you th think that was impactful at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it was impactful in terms of, it, it's important to note, like, it wasn't a real strike, yeah. you know, like, it wasn't like, you know, black creators were like, we're going to walk away from the right. entirely. <laughs> they were just like, you know, we're, we're not, we're going to sit this dance out, you know, mm -hmm. like, we're, we're going to pause, we're going to see, you know, we, we're going to see how well you guys do at this. And yeah. the answer yeah. was not very well, because <laughs> all of the dances that arose were like lame and yeah. didn't really take off. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of it's been an ongoing conversation on the app for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you mentioned with Renegade, um, you know, that was created by a 14 year old girl named Delia Harmon. Mm -hmm. And Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio, who are both right. white, were really the ones to sort of take that mainstream. Mm -hmm. And it really only took until this New York Times piece mm -hmm. uh, came out in 2019 for Delia to really get the credit that she right. fully deserved. Um, and this has been going on, you know, over and over and over again with the history of the app. I mean, you know, even this year when Addison went on um, Jimmy Fallon to do mm -hmm. all of these TikTok dances, you know, she failed to give the creators who were largely, you know, creators of color the credit um, mm -hmm. for the dances. And that was there was a big uproar over that. And, um, you know, it's it's a larger conversation that hasn't really been resolved um, and it's just only going to keep going yeah. you know that touches on age-old questions about ownership especially mm -hmm. in the age of the internet um but i i think it's definitely fair to say that black creators have not been given their due on the platform yeah. for yeah. sure yeah yeah and i feel like it's you know it goes so much as we know like well beyond tiktok i mean mm -hmm. you know you think of any of the popular viral dances that have happened in the history of pop culture right. and it's always by black creators who are then sort of sidelined for the white artists or like, you know, people who are like mm -hmm. profiting off of it. And so, yeah. um, you know, of course, TikTok is making that faster and there's even more content to pull from. And, you know, I think there there have been some issues with um, crediting on TikTok. You know, where do sounds come from? Where do these dances originate? Mm -hmm. I feel like they've gotten a little bit better with doing like the original video tag when you go to a sound and you can see like who created the original one. It's a little bit of like a mess for a while in terms of going back to the origin of these things where because these creators are not the like white thin girls who are like popularizing a lot of these dances, their videos kind of get swallowed by the algorithm mm -hmm. and aren't getting as many eyes to them or people have to tag them and kind of, you know, try to promote it. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll continue seeing more crediting again. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's been just the dances in general have, haven't been as big of a part of yeah. the app anymore. And I feel like I, I would not say it's not unrelated to that. I feel like that's been a big part of it. Um, too, is that I think people are just tired of creating content and then it gets distributed and then right. whoever created it is just left with nothing. Yeah. It's still going on with the sounds though. Have you, have you been following the Burger King, uh, Burger Queen? song discussion at burger king with my burger queen can i get a large fry she's vegan please so don't put no cheese with some honey mustard on the side got my burger queen her burger king yeah got my burger queen her burger crown no yeah, so there's this um, there's this creator. Um, I don't remember their exact handle, but they are non-binary and mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. made this song. Um, I'm a Burger King with my Burger Queen, which is get which is going like really viral yeah. mm -hmm. on the app right now. 
and um, a lot of people have appropriated it. And oh, yeah, because everyone's done, like, their different versions of it, and there's been, like, a lot of videos of people just, like, singing their own version or doing, like, the lip sync and or creating, like, a new original sound with it. I have seen some of that, but, yeah. Yeah, there was, and there was, like, a big creator who did it, and everybody started create like, crediting it, attributing it to him instead of this person. Mm. Um, and this, th- this happens, like, all the time. Yeah. On the app, just because, as Brittany was saying, like, trends go so viral so quickly right. on TikTok because of the algorithm that it's just really hard to give credit where credit is due. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that create a lot of these trends that everybody jumps on are, are marginalized in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to challenges. And I feel like this was like super big in 2020. Like, yes, it was like decently big in 2021, but I feel like when we were really all locked in the house, like it was huge then. Um very first one, the crate challenge. I kind of want to get you guys' thoughts on just the milk crate challenge. I I feel like it was the most ridiculous thing, but would love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. It was like where they were stacking the milk crates and then like, was it like- they Like climb, out? yeah. Like, it just looked unsafe. That was just something I would never <laughs> participate in. I just- that did not, it was stressing me out. I like the videos of like people like helping each other mm-hmm. to, you know, like other groups of people would like kind of join in to like help sort of guide everyone with how to set up the crates. Like those are <laughs> more fun to watch. I was like, I love that support of people who have attempted this already and are trying to help someone else like not make the same mistakes. But yeah. it just looked unsafe. It did. It was <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. I, I knew I wouldn't be alone on that. All right. Um, the drone dance challenge. I think this was probably one of my favorite. Oh, well, we're going to do passing the phone first, apparently, because it's up on the stage. <laughs> do we have that? Oh, I love this. This was one of my favorites. This, this oh, yeah. What I wanted to do with my friends. Passing the, the phone to do. somebody who wouldn't have a platform if it wasn't for the Sass King. Passing the phone to someone who put 5'9 on their driver's license when we really know they're 5'7. Passing the phone to Sasquatch. Passing the phone to someone who still isn't tall enough to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't even like roller coasters. Um, passing the phone to somebody who completely controls my life. Help. Oh. Passing the phone to someone who loves licking their own butt. <laughs> Passing the phone to the most spoiled and the number one girl in my world. Was that? Passing the phone to a 30-year-old who would post the- I feel like I love this challenge just because it reminds us not to take ourselves so seriously. I love the really mean ones. The ones where I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like their friendship is about to end because they would say some of the cruelest things about each other. Those were so funny to me. They were awful. Like, it'd be like... <laughs> Passing the phone to someone who got like chlamydia 20 times. And it's like, oh, okay. This is what's going to end your friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of these with animals, like yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Like pass, passing the phone to somebody who like won't stop licking their butt. Yeah. I, love, I love roasting your pets. Like, that is so funny to me when people bully their pets <laughs> or their babies. I saw a couple of people babies. who can't defend themselves. Yeah. People or animals who can't. Passing the phone to someone who won't stop shitting their pants. <laughs> their baby. I love that. That is like music to my ears. <laughs> that was a really good sibling one, too. And I feel like the siblings were roasting each other really hard in that one. Yeah. That was good family content because. I thought they were married. No, not them. Like, oh, okay. like, you know, like, like, like siblings on, on the app using that challenge, not them. I hope they're not siblings. Right. <laughs> That's also a trend on TikTok is like siblings. Are yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. All right. We're going to end with the drone dance challenge. This was probably one of my favorites. This guy went like his page went nuts off of um, this challenge. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. 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 
you can be right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed even when I knew I never could. I feel like this really um, speaks to the whole like niching down because he did a lot of these. He started he doing so it with like many. celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember I like I kept I saw one blow up like weeks after I'd seen the original one. I was mm -hmm. like, how is he still making them? right he so many of them? Exactly. I did see the Jason Derulo one. He did do one with him, of course. And mm -hmm. Jason Derulo like brought him to his house and they went on his roof and did it. Yeah. I yes. Like, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Was there any trend um, that you specifically wanted it to go away at some point? <laughs> so many. <laughs> just like well, the list is long. I don't know. I like, I feel like I have like 20 songs just like flash through my head at once where I was just like, like, I, like that Kid Leroy song. I'm like, I, I'm good if I don't have to hear it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking of Noodle. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if we can say. We already got yelled out for quote unquote canceling Noodle. I don't know if we can. Noodle the pug, the bones are no yeah. bones. Yeah. Yep. Bones are no bones. Yeah. And we didn't really cancel. Like, all we said was that like he was overexposed. Yeah. Mm. It was just too much noodle content. Too yeah. much noodle content. Yeah. There is a lot of noodle content. Yeah. But also, I think we just, we, we don't get a lot of, this is why we don't get a lot of animal videos on our, <laughs> on our page. Is there one trend that you guys hope uh, makes its way into 2022? I mean, I, I'm I'm loving just people dragging Jake Gyllenhaal on TikTok, <laughs> and I simply can't get enough of it. So it's very funny to me. <laughs> and so I'm sure they'll, at least on my For You page, it'll probably stick around for a while. <laughs> and now it's Anthony Ramos. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love people dragging celebrities on, on TikTok. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. That That's a pretty good trend. I also like, and I've sort of seen this, go away, um, like dissipate a little bit in recent years. Um, people like being so thirsty that they are asking people to pee on them. Mm. Like it, that was that was a big thing, like in early 2021. I like not that at all. <laughs> oh, it's a whole thing. Like you haven't seen the videos where people are like um, saying, oh, I got stung by a jellyfish. And then there's a photo of like Tom Hiddleston or something. No. And, oh. Oh, it's no. I, I, want, I want that to come back. I thought that was really funny. Those, you know, two different internets. I not that one at yeah. all. Good old fashioned, you know, piss cake. <laughs> no problem. No problem I love it. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining me. This was fun. Thank you for the, taking the time. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Don't Let This Flop, This Week in TikTok, featuring an interview we did with Rolling Stone Twitch host, Charlie Cooper. Our podcast is brought to you by Rolling Stone and Cumulus Podcast Network. It's written and hosted by me, Brittany Spanos, and EJ Dixon. Executive produced by Jason Fine, Bridget Chelsea, and Elizabeth Garber-Paul. Edited by Dan Stein. And original music composed by Daniel Merksluft. Special thanks to Chris Cruz and John Weigel.